The Utah football team has a difficult task trying to stop Bo Nix this Saturday. We're going to talk about how they have to do it and talk about Utah men and women's basketball, both of which programs are off to very hot starts on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Appreciate all of you who have subscribed to the show. We're nearly at 600 subscribers. Love interacting with you guys in those YouTube comments, as well as on social media. You guys can follow the show at Locked On Utes, and, and you can follow me and interact with me at JT Wistersill on Twitter. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, as you covered the season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. As I mentioned, my name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. To be joined for today's show by the former host of this podcast, Brian Brown. Always great having Brian on. But Brian, we do come into today's show with a little bit of a heavy heart. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the Virginia football team, the coaches, the players, the families, all the fans. This is it's just these tragedies. It's something that's all too familiar for us, unfortunately, losing players. And our once again, our thoughts especially go out to the families of these three players that were tragically killed. Yeah, and, and you always want to do more and, and have more to say and, and, and be able to do something to help alleviate some of this, you know, the tragic burden and, and the feelings and emotions. And there's really just not a whole lot to say other than just, you know, we're heartbroken. And, and I thought it was very interesting that Kyle Whittingham even mentioned in his press conference that they'd reached out um, to offer support. And that's, you know, really all you can do is is try to be supportive and, and help people as they go through the grieving process. And you and I, like like you mentioned, have both been through this on on different sides of it, and it's it's just a tragedy. And uh, you know, I just I wish there was more we could do right now. Our hearts are broken, and once again, our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone in, with the Virginia football program. Now, never easy to shift off something like that, but we are going to go back into less serious stuff into talking about the game itself, football. So Utah, they got a tough task this week trying to stop Bo Nix. Bo Nix has been incredible this season, which was, did not seem like it was going to be the case after his first week game against Georgia, where I believe he threw three interceptions in the first half, I want to say, or at least had it in the game. But since then, he's been awesome on the season. He has 2,775 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, five interceptions. His QBR is at 89. I'm not the biggest QBR fan, but I'll say this. He's third in QBR. Anytime you have a high QBR, you're doing some things right still. So so Bo has been on a tear. We know what he can do with his legs a little bit, but he's really been beating teams inside the pocket this year, making a number of really difficult and accurate throws. And Kyle Whittingham even said when asked, what's the biggest difference about this Oregon team from last year's? It's him. Look, oh, Anthony Brown did a lot of nice things last year, but especially down the stretch, really fell apart. And Bo Nix, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is who he is. He's proven time and again against these tough opponents. And yes, I know they had, they had the tough loss this week against Washington, but look, Bo still... Had played pretty well, all things considered, was dealing with the injury, was also part of it. Still at two touchdowns in that one, 280 yards. So I expect Bo, even though he is a little injured, and we'll see what kind of version of him we see against Utah, he might not be 100%. I think he's going to go, and Utah has a tough task trying to stop him. They do, and it's not just Bo Nix, right? It's it's Kenny Dillingham, the offensive coordinator, who's done a phenomenal job coming in there. Very young, uh, unique background, didn't play – uh, college football at all in fact he, he 
I think midway through his senior season in high school got injured and was just like, all right, I'm good. I'm going to just be a coach now. Uh, and, and then joined up with the ASU coaching staff and in a way he went. So a uh, unique guy for sure. Um, and, and they do a lot of great things on offense. Now, the one benefit that he does have is that offensive line in front of him is amazing, phenomenal, wonderful. And whatever, you know, three or four syllable adjectives. I know I'm really stretching myself using those four syllable <laughs> words, uh, but JT has really opened me up to becoming a better, uh, better broadcaster. So, um, but just, you know, along those lines, my mic decides to just turn down on me i love it when it does that um, yeah yeah, uh, yeah it, it's just it's it's one of those things where uh they've got an incredible uh, and then that stuff was all there before right it, it, they had a great offensive line they didn't lose a ton of ton of guys um from that group but uh Bo is Bo, and and i think he's been as good or better than any quarterback in the Pac-12. Yeah. And that is the real surprise, right? Because mm-hmm. the guy that we saw that was sometimes Bo and sometimes no, Nick's, uh, was not that at Auburn. And and I think it's a credit to Coach uh, Dan Lanning, how good a coach he is, and uh, credit to that Oregon staff. And, and, and obviously, you know, a change of scenery can do everybody a lot of good. I, I Auburn's a beautiful campus. It's a beautiful place. But Eugene does not suck either. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and just in terms of program stability, I mean, what a mess the Auburn team was even last year. Actually, I mean, props to them. They just got a nice win this past week. But, man, there's just a lot of things going on in that Auburn football program this year. And those have been transpiring for almost Bo Nix's entire tenure down there. And I'm someone, even when Bo Nix first burst onto the scene, I was a fan of him, even though you could tell there were those ups and downs and roller coasters. You didn't know what he was going to get. So I've enjoyed seeing him put it all together. And this will be the first time this season I'm really not rooting for him to have a good game. Yeah, me as well. And and I think it's, you know, a lot of that is going to be up to how well can he recover from whatever injury it was he was yeah. suffering. Uh, you know, at some point in time, the Pac-12 is going to have to do something about this. It's not just about media and reporting. It's about, you know, there are millions of dollars at stake here in, in, in terms of gambling and, and, you know, production value and everything like that. And it like, you know, I, it's not ever going to completely drive people away from the product. You know, we've seen that people, uh, are going to watch football almost almost regardless but uh at some point in time people are going to start finding it you know i an interesting thing and, and this is a little bit of a sidebar i apologize jt but when i was with the alliance of american football our uh the the head of of the alliance charlie ebersall said our greatest competition is not the nfl our greatest competition is disney plus it's marvel it's just it's your time it's your attention mm-hmm. you know and then eventually people are going to stop tuning in if things like pac 12 refs and and injury reports and all this stuff that just causes frustration that makes being a fan harder yeah people are just going to they're going to let go and uh you know i like it's a apologize for diverging on that one but it's just it's it's part of this matchup right because we know cam rising's injured we know dalton kincaid is injured we know paul miley's injured we know johnny maia is injured winningham was very coy well we think one of them might play whatever kyle like do i know some injuries perhaps i mean but I'm not going to talk about him on here. You know, I, I, I get people get upset at me if I talk about like what they have for lunch sometimes at the <laughs> facility. So, you know, I'll, I'll definitely stay away from talking about injuries and, and that kind of 
Uh, lack of transparency is going to be a really big issue, especially as NIL starts to move forward. And and some of these players, you know, I know they're, I, I believe it's the one rule that the NCAA, NCAA decided to enforce was no gambling stuff, but somehow, some way that money's going to get into it. And when it does, yeah. you know, it's, it's just going to cause an issue. So, uh, it's a unique factor in, in in breaking down this game, talking about it. I mean, I, I've rambled about it. I'm curious what your thoughts are about this whole situation and, and how much the injuries play into it. Yeah, it is a difficult thing. Um, first of all, I do want to say, Brian, blink twice if it was a sub sandwich that they had for uh, for lunch. Okay, <laughs> no. there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, I should talk about I, I I know what they do on Mondays for for victory dinners and and listen, they eat good. <laughs> they good, yeah. <laughs> chomp, chomp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's the insider information we wanted right there. Is the victory dinner Mondays? We love to get the extra stuff on locked on Utes. And yeah, speaking of what you talked about with the injuries for this team, it's always look. We as the media, we always want to know what's going on there. But I do feel pretty good about the state of this offensive line right now. And I'm look. It's a little bit of a concern going into the Oregon game because look, that's I mean that's Oregon there. <laughs> look, I know they just lost a tough game to Washington. I still feel like that's one of the 15 best teams in the country. So this is going to be a tough game going up there. You want to be at full strength, but whoever's out there at center, I do feel like this Utah offensive line can hold up and look, they've never really had a bad performance where cam's gotten sacked over three times. And I don't expect that to change. Could he get sacked twice? Very well. Good. It's a really good defensive line still, but I, I still think this Utah offensive line will be able to hold up. And the biggest thing will be, can they pave those lanes in the running game? And I do expect the Utah running game to have a decent game. I, I do too, and I think a lot of that is the return of Tavion Thomas, who, you know, again, we didn't know the status of him going into this. Yeah. We heard some things about, you know, maybe he was nicked up a little bit as well and just uh, et cetera, et cetera, right? <clears throat> I'm going to get off of that because nobody wants to hear me talk about that. In fact, with his raspies, my voice is right now. I don't know that anybody really wants to hear me talk, period, <laughs> but deal with it, y'all. Um, it, it's they're going to have to run the football against Oregon, right? They have to wear down yeah. that defensive front. And, you know, I thought Coley Fayou played really well, but again, Paul Miley stepped into that role as center against Stanford last year and played really well. Yes. Uh, this is, there's not a lot of variation up front on Stanford's defensive line. Uh, I didn't see a lot from the nose tackle that had me thinking like, Oh my goodness, Coley Fayou is going to be like the greatest center in the history of centers. Yeah. Uh, he did a great job and he was prepared and, Really, like Coach Whittingham said in the press conference, credit goes to Jim Harding on that one. Yeah, having his guys up and ready. And you know, I, I I mentioned it in a tweet on Saturday. Like, you know, there were times where people would be up in arms screaming during the game that we had our third string center in, and and I think it was two or three drives before anybody even noticed. You know, and, yeah. and some people didn't notice till the end of the game, which is is just a credit to Jim Harding. Uh, he's a phenomenal offensive coach, phenomenal offensive line coach. You know, he had like. I believe it was six or seven player retirements due to injury yeah. in the early years at the University of Utah. And and that was one of those things that, that I'd harped on a lot and people kind of pushed back on. Well, look, and when they haven't had one in years now, knock on wood, and, and you know, it, it's benefited them greatly to allow guys like Michael Mogafisi to develop at his own pace. Satao Alomea to develop. You know, we're seeing Jaron Kump is, is getting an opportunity to develop uh, in spot duty. And after all the injuries sustainment, right, and everything like that, Falcon Tomatule, uh getting a little more and more reps, right? You can see that they're trying to get him ready to go. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so I'm going to step off my soapbox a little bit because I think we probably should just break down Oregon. But yeah, the run game is going to be critical. And, um, you know, I think 
I don't want to say it in a negative way, but Cam is not Michael Penix Jr. and 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 Cam doesn't have uh, McMillan and and Roma Dunze out there catching balls. He's got some tremendous tight ends and Dalton Kincaid, Thomas Yasmin coming into his own. Devon Bailey is great, but uh, it's yep. just you know they're going to need the run game, and and especially against this Oregon team where offensively they're going to they're going to score. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. We don't have the, those guys who are just going to th- go for. 600 yards of offense like you said some of those games like that's going to be a grounded out on the ground kind of game and you know through the air they can make plays but it's just consistently over and over again especially with the fact that as you mentioned cam dalton those guys are hurt so that's you're not going to be able to ask him to go and do that so it's a fun test for them again on saturday and we're going to get into how the utah defense is going to go about containing bo Nix, who is having that strong year in a second but first want to talk to you guys about simply safe if you ever thought about securing your home with home security, but you have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now, Locked On Use listeners. You can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is the biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Guys, you know Simply Safe is always going to have your back. It has an emergency 24-7 professional monitoring agents use that use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real. So you can prior so that priority police can get a quick response and help you guys out 24 7 professional monitoring service costs less than a dollar a day less than half the price of adt's traditional professionally installed system so it's once again the top rated simply safe app it's easy to install and use and it'll be there to help you guys out don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system i recommend get 50 percent off any new simply safe system at simplysafecom slash url today this is the biggest discount of the year so you don't want to wait that's simplysafecom slash locked on college there's no safe like simply safe Guys, UCCCU is offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Plus, you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. Once again, it's a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Once again, UCCU is going to be there to help you guys out. We know that inflation and interest rates are on the rise, and that's why UCCCU is here to help. It's an incredible opportunity for people who want to build up their savings, plus opening a UCCU savings account is certificate is super easy. You can do it online, over the phone, or just stop by any UCCU branch. But remember, this offer is only for a limited time. So if you have a savings that you are just sitting in a standard savings account, get a UCCU savings certificate. That way, your savings can start working harder and earn more. Visit UCCU.com to learn more or get a savings certificate today. Make sure you guys head over once again, a 15th month savings certificate with incredibly high APY of 4.00% only for limited time. And it has a variety of terms and options to match your specific needs. UCCU love where you bank. So Brian, jumping back in, talking about this Utah football defense and how they need to go about trying to get a stop against Bo Nix in this offense. Look, Bo's a guy who can beat you with his legs too. So I think it is important to keep him in the pocket, but you can't give him all day to throw in the pocket because He's just one of those quarterbacks. I think Utah's got to get home with four in this game, and I think they're coming off their offensive line, building up that confidence. I asked Jonah Ellis after that, what after the game, what's changed for him? And he said confidence. You could see him breaking out the spin move, and what a gorgeous move that was getting mm-hmm. home. Sabote Peppa, we know what how he's improved. Aliki Vaimahi and Gabe Reed, the veteran. I think one of those guys is going to have to have a monster game, and especially getting that interior rush. I think would really be key. So I think you really got to keep Bo in the pocket while dropping him. He can't have five seconds to throw because if he does, the the receivers are going to get 
get open downfield and Bo's going to be able to hit him. So Utah's got to get home with four, bring a couple of exotic blitzes. But I do think more times than not, I like dropping guys in coverage and you need to bring five or six on third down. I understand, but second and long every time, I don't want to be bringing six guys. I do want to be able to get home with four a little bit in this game. And I think the Utes are going to be able to do that sometimes. Yeah, I they're going to have as good an opportunity as anybody, you know, I think in the conference because of the way the defensive line is playing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the unique thing is going to be where your pressure comes from, right? Uh, are you, uh, you know, I think one aspect that's really changed a lot is uh, with the loss of Van Fillinger, we're seeing a lot more Mo Diabate in, in the, in the pressure game. And, and that's leading to a lot of sacks because he's manipulating the pocket. And I think that's, that's the risk with Bo. Uh, if you get him outside of the pocket and let him operate, he's phenomenal, right? Like really good on the run, throws a great ball, all that kind of stuff. And he's got great wide receivers, especially Troy Franklin, who uh, one of the top. I mean, again, this this conference is ridiculous when it comes to wide receiver talent. Like uh-huh. there there were years where Devon Vale would be the best wide receiver, you know, behind whoever USC had in first. And good point. Now it's, there's like fifty of them. Like I, yeah, <laughs> okay. You know, Arizona's bringing two to the table. That's how crazy things are. Um, but I digress. It, it's so much about it is manipulating the pocket, forcing him into the Samote Peppas, the Aliki Vimahis. You know, we've seen Junior Tifuna be a little limited in his pass rush. I'm not sure if maybe yeah. he's a little nicked up there or if it's just by design because he's so much better at at, at, at keeping that pocket, you know, sure. enforcing things. Um, but it's just it's one of those things where, you know, you're gonna you're gonna rely on Clark Phillips coverage. You're gonna rely on you know a lot of that secondary stuff. You're gonna try and give. I have to believe that Utah's gonna try and you know disguise their coverages a little bit, give them some different looks. Uh, but then again, I've said that in the past, and they've shown me like, nope, we just think we can beat them one on one. So, you know, if, if that's the case, like, good luck to Utah on that one. Uh, I think that you got to do everything you can. Uh, and, and Whittingham said as much as the press conference, right? He's like, backs against the wall, you have to keep fighting. And and this is a team and a defense that's really picked up the challenge in, in, in the last few weeks. And you mentioned Jonah Ellis. Uh, you know, my buddies and I, we call him the loiterer. Yeah. Uh, just because he's always just around loitering in the backfield, causing problems. He's like that little brother when you go to the convenience store that, like, is yeah. picking up everything. And, like, can I get this? Can I get this? Can I get this? And he, and he just pesters, pesters, pesters. But it's it's phenomenal to watch, and and you know I think the combo of he and Mo is is just really uh, exciting for Utah, and something I kind of has have harped on all year. So, but we can talk about why why it is that they took so much time to do that, you know, and and there's so much that I don't know too, as as much as we do get in, inside information. Um, but it is really going to be up to this defensive line. Uh, to try and rush him into bad decisions because I think that's a lot of what Georgia yep. did, uh, and and you know I think it's it's one way or another, right? Either you try and rush him by 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 speeding him up, or you try to drop as much into coverage and 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 you know confuse him and make him make throws. I just that's a risky endeavor against a guy like Troy Franklin, in my in my humble opinion. I totally agree. It's a tough task, and it's going to be exciting to see how they can go about and do it. On both sides of the ball, it's going to be a great battle in the trenches, and Isaac Asiata is going to join us on tomorrow's show to talk more about that too, so it's going to be just a fun fun week breaking down this game on the show, and we're actually going to close with something on this game. 
in a second. But first, we talk about the men's basketball team. I do want to give a special shout out to the women's basketball team. Just looking at what they've done so far. It's, they won 88 to 63 against Idaho, then 97 to 27 against Utah Valley, and then against Southeastern Louisiana, they won 99 to 62 in which they forced a program record 32 steals coach lynn roberts what she's done with this team has been really impressive and a lot of fun to watch we know the run they went on last year in the pac-12 even won some games in the ncaa tournament they actually played the last ever game played in uh, texas's old stadium because they tore it down and put a new one up and if you guys haven't looked up a picture of what texas's new basketball arena looks like i would highly recommend it but focusing on this utah ones program just all the credit to lynn roberts and her team and they have done a great job and i'm excited to see what they're going to be able to do as number 16 ranked oklahoma comes in to the huntsman on Wednesday night so make sure you guys head out and support the team in that one but Brian this team's been fun to watch yeah it has and and not surprisingly I think this was a team that that was going to take some big steps for uh for for coach Greg Smith and you know I I was lucky enough to work with him when I was working at 1280 and he was the head coach at Utah State so I I knew when they made the hire that he was going to start to make some strides and I think you're seeing that First and foremost, with recruiting, you know, I talked about Will Exacti and how great he. I thought he was going to be. You know, Keba Kita is is uh, uh, like a model. He looks yes. like a Greek god that just walked out of a statue and just turned into a Hulk of a basketball player. But you know, also Brandon Carlson. We knew that if he just stayed healthy, he was going to be yeah. a dominant force. But what's been nice is the addition of Gabe Madsen to his side and, and providing a little bit of, of scoring through that. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Mike Saunders Jr. as well. Like mm-hmm. those were big additions both from within the program and from outside of it. Yeah, and I'd like you mentioned the men's team's been doing a great job too. It's fun to see what the women's team has done this year. Utah basketball finally starting to get back in there. Players for the women's team like Jenna Johnson as well, Gianna Neepkins really doing a good job keeping them on this strong path that has them ranked as the 25th team. So it's going to be fun once again this Wednesday against Oklahoma. Make sure you guys head out there to show your support. And by the time this airs, Utah will have played against Idaho State. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the Utah men's team in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online, as you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, it's your number one source for sports betting info this season with stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, esports is all there. Guys, the World Cup is coming up very soon. NBA, college basketball, NFL, college football, it's all underway, and it's all there for you to bet on at Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts and sticking with bet online for a moment brian the line in this game at the moment is oregon favored by three how do you feel about that right here standard standard home line right so so that's means that they're basically calling it a pick them it'll be interesting to see if that line moves towards the end of the week as we get more clarity on injury situations with bo nicks and and etc but uh you know, I, I think on the road, Utah's got as good a chance as anybody to go up to Eugene and snatch a victory. Mm-hmm. I that would be really something, too. Uh, you know, two losses in a row at home for Oregon. That would be something crazy to see after how strong of a year Dan Lanning has been having. But this is a really good Utah team, as we know. It's going to be fun to talk about it all week long and see if they are able to get the win. But before we finish up with something on that football game, do you want to talk about this Utah team? You mentioned your guy, Will Exact, getting it done. I'm going to shout out Gabe Madsen. You look at his last game he had versus Cal State, Bakersfield, 8 of 14 from the field, 6 of 9 from 3. We know he's a sniper. 3 of 5 from the free throw line, but had 3 steals in this game. Also had a block and 25 points. We've really just seen the evolution of his game 
game. And he is more than a guy who's a spot-up shooter. We, I know he's been working really hard in the offseason to make those strides in his game, and it's exciting to see it play out. And I think he's going to be a big part of this Utah offense this season. Also, we know what Brandon Carlson's been doing, had 12 points in this one. He's been a monster for the Utes and very well could be their best player this season. I think him, Marco Anthony, will be right there neck and neck for it. But also want to give a shout-out to Ben Carlson, 5 of 8 from the field. Made, a th- made his three, 13 points, and led this team in rebounding. The Wisconsin transfer is a guy that I think is going to be a big addition for this use, especially when they get into conference play, having a guy come in who brings that extra size and physicality, can do some things on offense and defense. And as we talked about, Brian, I think this Utah team is going to have a chance to surprise some people this year. Oh, without a doubt. And I, I mean, there are guys that we haven't even talked about that really haven't shown out. You know, Lazar Stefanovic is a guy yes. that I think is really going to surprise some people. And and look, it's 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 great when you have something that you can go to like Brandon Carlson that can be the catalyst or the you know the beginning for your offense, and then you can build off of that. But what I think you know more than anything, Gabe Matson has provided is a, a secondary scorer, you know, and creator, and that's really huge for Utah. I don't know that they necessarily had that last year. A lot of their buckets yeah. were more system design and everything like that. And you can see it, you know, Rally Wooster's uh been able to be a lot more of a facilitator and and, yep. and take that role uh a lot more um it's not forcing him out of his comfort zone. You know, I, I said last year he was kind of the engine of this 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 offense and how he went, uh, the team would go. And and that's a nice thing that you don't have to depend on him. You know, it, and there's a lot of depth to this roster too. It just a lot of it will depend on confidence. You know, guys, as the season wears on, and especially, you know, Will's a guy that I looked at um, to see, like, you know, is he going to be that guy that, uh, you know, tapers off as the season goes on with such a strong start, you know, same with Gabe Madsen. What, what, what are things going to be like for him, you know, with, you know, once he gets into season play, is he going to be able to stay consistent? So, and, you know, Ben Carlson as well. I think he'll, he, he's a guy that's going to have a flip side to it, right? We've seen good yeah. things so far. His ceiling will just expand. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way, and it's exciting to watch and see how this men's team progresses. And by the time you hear this, I assume Utah will have another strong win versus Idaho, and it'll be interesting to see who the breakout player kind of is. I like Mike Saunders to respond. He was he didn't make a shot in the previous game. He's a guy I'm excited about. I still think he will finish the season as the starting point guard for this Utah team. But look, give credit where it's due. Raleigh Wooster holding it down and doing a good job running Craig Smith's system. Yeah, and, and I think just you know real quick on Mike Saunders, like – he struggled from the field, right? But he was very productive within the offense. Good passer, all that kind of stuff. And and you know, this is uh, you're not going to see uh, you know a, a, a contention for the pectoral crown, but you're yes. going to see some really good basketball from this unit. Yep. And I'll have people a lot more excited, I think, about the direction of Utah basketball as compared to how the season ended last year. Yeah. Plus, they play a really fun brand of basketball. Like it, sure. it's up tempo. You know, they move the ball. Yeah. It's not like most college basketball where you're sitting watching one dude dribble around or pass around the perimeter for 25 seconds. In the last five seconds, somebody chucks something up. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree, and I think it's going to be fun to see what this team can do this season. As soon as a couple of weeks away, by the way, we're not far off from uh, December 1st, which is when Utah is going to be taking on Arizona, so that'll be a good test for this team. And look, are they going to win that? Probably not, but hey, play them competitively, and I think you'll have a lot of teams in the Pac-12 going, okay, see what Utah's starting to do, which I think is really cool. And going back to Utah football, Brian, to close this one out, Oregon game Saturday. It's one of the biggest ones of the season. How do you see it playing out? Oh, it's, it, you know, I think 
people have, have hyper-focused on the slow starts, right? And I think that's uh, twofold, right? I think one is that this is just a tired football team, tired, beat up, and injured. And, and you know, against a team like Stanford going into the season, you know, you want to play well on senior night, but, uh, but also, like, football is hard. You know, and, and we saw that like in some of the comments from you know Matt Lafleur, uh, Derek Carr, Derek from Carr, man. yeah, like, like they're nailing it on the head. This is a really hard sport. It's really physical. By the by, the time game eleven, game twelve comes around, like you are dragging, and it, it just there's not a whole lot you can do to fight through it. And I know that it's easy for all of us to sit in our chairs and and, and talk about how they need to do this, they need to do that, everything else. Yeah, man. Like, like you and I both been in the trenches, literally and figuratively. You know, we've watched these teams from far and up close, and I've been around enough teams to know, like that middle middle to end stretch of the season, it's just all about toughness and grit. Yeah, you know, and and, and I think you've seen Utah really grit through it. Now, this is as big a game as Utah's had all year. Yeah, we've seen them be great at getting up for big games. Uh, I feel like they'll have something up the sleeve. I feel like this is a team and a group that really wants to finish the season strong, uh, you know, and the focus is there, and, and they're going to pull out all the stops against Oregon. So I, if Utah gets off to a hot start, I like that because I think it brings back some real, like, ness on the, on the Oregon sideline, you know, yeah. just confidence issues because they're that's yeah. really where they're at right now. They just lost the game. And so you kind of want to stick it to them early. Now, on the flip side, Oregon's going to want to come out and just really establish dominance and all that other stuff because they come, they're coming off a loss. So it's it's a unique game. Uh, ooh, Who are you picking? Man. I mean, privately, I've told people I think this is going to be a really tough one for Utah to win. Yeah. Um, and I don't really have a problem saying that on the podcast. It's obvious. It's 100%. But there's just something about this team, this program, and this minute right now where they're at. I just have a hard time picking against them on this game. Uh You know, like it's just, they've got two games. Yep. And for a team and a group that's been through so much over the past two or three years, you can do it for two games. Exactly. Feel the same way. And it's going to excite, be exciting to see how it all plays out on Saturday. But Brian, for people who have a little bit of a football fix, they can tune in somewhere Friday. Can't they? Uh, Feel that a little bit. Yeah, uh, part part of the reason that I sound like I've been smoking heaters outside the uh, <laughs> the the Golden Nugget out in Wendover is because I was out in the cold and and having a blast with uh you, you know you know Dusty Lister and Dane uh, Stewart extremely well Jeff Hansen uh, Utah fans more than likely know Jeff uh, who is just I think Jeff Hansen might be the most favorite BYU fan influencer slash media personality amongst Utah fans he is. Uh, we had a blast doing high school playoffs on, on Thursday and Friday. We'll be back at it uh, for the finals. It, it, big games, Corner Canyon uh, against Sky Ridge. Multiple potential Utah recruits in, in on both of those teams. You're going to want to watch uh, Cash Dillon for Corner Canyon. He's a junior, 2024. Has a Utah offer. Utah loves him. He's, he's a heck of a football Beast. player. Also, we talked about Isaac Wilson last week. I know uh, you talked about it with Josh Furlong. Uh, the more I watch uh, uh, Isaac's film, the more I think to myself, like, there are a lot of similarities between he and I'm going to hate saying this, but Cam Rising. Ooh, I like it. There's <laughs> just body type. You know, Isaac's a little bit better in the pocket, a little bit more accurate right now at the high school level, even if he did throw four interceptions, whatever. It's, it is what it is. But um, and then on the Skyridge side of things, you know, Laia uh, uh, Kalama, both of us love him. He's a junior, 2024 kid. I would look for him to get a Utah offer at some point in time, although I don't have any 
you know, inside information on that for sure. Smith Snowden, uh, Utah Tuscelli. desperately wants him. Yep. And then, uh, uh, you know, uh, Telsili Okana, there, there is whispers that Utah is still in the fight for that one. Uh, we'll see. Um, you know, he, he's definitely hunting for big game out there. And then in the five, a game, it's, it's, it's Lehigh and Tim view. And, uh, I'm going to say it one more time, JT. Right. Offer Micah Beckstead. Somebody out there needs yeah, to get Beckstead, an offer out okay. to Micah Beckstead. I'm sure you were going to bring up uh, Caden Sweater, Bruso. So, um, which oh, is very good. All three, man. Like, like yeah. these are dudes, dudes. And and uh, I'm a huge Beckstead fan, though. So I'm. Oh totally yeah. yeah. They also. Yeah. Have, I'm not going to try to say his name because I'm not going to be able. Spencer Fano also used to also in the running. Their left tackle is only a sophomore, and if I try yeah. to say his name right now. It's I'm going to look like an idiot. So I'm just going to say Utah offer that guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and he'll, he'll get an offer here soon. If he doesn't already, uh, yeah. Utah's going to be a little bit slower to get uh, offers out to some of those juniors and sophomores, but you'll yeah. definitely see that one coming. It's going to be a fun Friday. Also going to be a great Saturday morning. Want to shout out college game day for officially going to the brawl of the wild up in Montana, Montana state hosting Montana. It's a great rivalry. Make sure you guys tune into college game day. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere and all the credit in the world to the committee for deciding to go up there. Also want to say thank you guys for making lockdown. Use your first listen every day for your next listen. Check out the lock on sports day podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and the take of the day available on the odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Brian, always, great having you on appreciate you joining us oh there we go had, had, to, had to give the mic had to give my guy a shout out uh a even if the mic did cut, cut out on me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you mike hasn't been agreeing with you much today yeah, you been throw, i appreciate you've been we're ready. gonna throw him in the tank for a little bit and let him sit and think about what he's been doing today uh, well, Brian, always great having you on the show. Appreciate you coming on. And thank you guys again for making Lockdown News your first listen every day. And we'll be back tomorrow.